Jen. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Chef AJ Live. I'm your host, Chef AJ, along with my co-host, Bailey, and this is where we introduce you to amazing people like you who are doing great things in the world that I think you should know about. I met today's guest up in Northern California, where I live, at a potluck, and she said, can I come on your show and make my famous beet hummus? And I said, of course. Her name is Chef Sharia Moore, and please welcome her to the show. It's nice to see you, even though I just saw you in person. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, it was a delight. Those potlucks are very special and inspirational. You get so many ideas. And uh, I I really appreciate that Valeria posts them. Yeah, they are so great. If you guys live anywhere near Northern California, we can't post the address on the social medias or websites. But if you join Healthy Living in Lincoln with Chef AJ, we can let you in on all the fun. So you're a relatively new vegan, aren't you? Yes. As of Halloween 2022, I decided to take the plunge. I had heard you interviewed by Rich Roll. I think that I heard the the podcast sometime last summer and I was utterly startled by the notion of salt oil and sugar free. And yet your description and acknowledgement of food addiction really resonated with me. I actually at one time had said to someone, I think I'm addicted to food. And their response was, well, how can that be? You're not fat. And I was like, I could recognize patterns of eating in myself that indicated to me that certain things would prompt me to eat out of control. And so, you know how our culture is. We're obsessed with a certain look, and it uh, creates a lot of stress in one's life trying to meet those criteria. Absolutely. Yeah, it's interesting how people think it's just about weight, but people can be consumed with compulsive eating, addictive eating at any weight. Yes. Interesting. Did you did you ever struggle with your weight at all? Yes, I did. As a matter of fact, um, I went away to college at Walla Walla College in College Place, Washington, which is a Seventh-day Adventist uh, college now a university and at the time i started buying dates and peanut butter at the school store and i would just dip them in the peanut butter and i just ballooned up to i just was i looked okay by most people's standards and my girlfriends were very generous and said oh you're just big bones and I knew better. And so I did something really radical, which was I put myself on a 500 calorie a day diet and I started running and, oh yes, the weight came off. But then I was obsessed with food. And so um, anyway, it it's funny, uh, Cherie, that you mentioned dates with peanut butter because at our potluck uh, just this week, they that's one of the things that they were serving. <laughs> and and I can do just a little peanut butter, but it's one of the items I really can't have in my home because it's 
something that I can definitely go overboard on. I love it. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. So were you much of a, a chef or a cook before you chose to become vegan? Yes. I uh, really love to cook. I grew up in, well, my family was in Portland, Oregon, and my grandparents had a dairy farm in Tillamook, Oregon, and I spent time there. Um, they had wild blackberries growing. We would make cobbler with fresh dairy cream. Uh, my grandmother, Leela Quick, which God rest her soul, one of the funniest women on the face of this earth. She she would get me laughing to the point that my cheeks would be aching. She was such a natural comedian, if you will. And she also um, would would help us make the the blackberry cobbler, the all homemade bread you know, kneaded by hand. And a, because it was a dairy, we would, you know, have a beef. We would have um, ice cream. Um, that was a big treat because we didn't have a freezer at one time. And then there was grandma would churn her own butter. So those things were all prominent in my diet at that time. I, you know, I spoke once up at Tillamook and in Walla Walla. It was really interesting up there. You know, it was a Seventh-day Adventist community, as you mentioned. They had a veg fest or, or you know, a health expo. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm very excited about your beet hummus because beets are beautiful. They're nutritious. It's funny how some people like them and some people they don't. But in a hummus, I think that everyone might like them. Well, let me show you what's in it. And uh, the origin story is I bought some beet hummus at the Sacramento Natural Foods Co-op. And it was called Lemon Beet Hummus. And I really liked it. But I looked on the on the ingredients list and it featured olive oil. And I was like, I, I, excuse me, it featured canola oil. And I was like, oh, no, I don't want to consume canola oil. So I decided to try and make my own using olive oil, which I did. And until I learned about olive oil not being that great for our circulatory system. So I've learned I can omit it and it's still wonderful. So let me... Where, where did you learn most of what you know about the health benefits of a plant-based diet? Well, I was pretty much obsessed with health from a very young age because I went to those Seventh-day Adventist schools and there was always a health message. And and I it's interesting, I've heard other people say that the um, dietary guidelines are from Genesis, but the ones that our church followed was in Leviticus 11 and it's very similar to the Jewish, um, the Jewish tradition not to have uh, fish, that do not have fins and gills, and if you have a, a animal, it has to have cloven hoofs. So um, pigs were out, and horses were out, but you could have deer and cows and elk and things of, of that nature. Yeah, that is so bizarre to me. Whoever decided—I mean, I don't think we should eat any animals, but whoever decided which ones were pun, if you will, fair game, you know. Well, I 
have been listening to you and your advocacy for animals, and I have come around to agree with you, definitely. So, <laughs> well, thank you. We're proud to have you on the team. You've brought you, Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, the other thing about beets that I think is so remarkable is what Dr. Eskelson says, that they um, promote the um, health of our arterial system, the nitric oxide producing quality. Yeah, absolutely. So here we go. It's going to be, let's see. I have my beautiful, you know what? I started before and I made us some a date paste. But my mother, Ann Nelson, whom you met yesterday, she's one of the amazing kitchen gadget queens. And she did loan me this, uh, so we're going to put the bead hummus into this. The question of the century is how do you get your Vitamix carafe or blender, the plastic part, to look nice after using it for a while? I know people have said the baking, yeah. I'm not sure if you use this technique that I, when I rinse it out, then I put in a little warm water and a little squirt of detergent, you know, dishwashing detergent and just run it with the blades. And that's how I clean it. So seems to work for me. Somebody said baking, this one thing they said, baking soda and then put it outside in the sun. And I'm like, boy, that's a lot of work. Uh, I hadn't heard of that one before. I haven't tried it. It really, it's not a problem. It just doesn't look pretty, you know? Yeah. Let's see. I need a knife. Here we go. So the beets, I um, find that if you want a very vibrant beet color, it's a good idea to get the beets, uh, like, raw and you can get them at the farmer's market or you could get them at um Rayleigh's. Rayleigh's has excellent beets with the tops on and I love I love it when I use the tops on. Um I, I take off the tops, steam them in the instant pot for 18 to 20 minutes depending on the size of the beet. And then I remove them out of the instant pot, let them cool a little bit, and I flip off the um, the beet skin. Do you, what you uh, Cherie, have you ever seen at Costco or Trader Joe's the pre-steamed beets? Could a person use those if they want? Yes, they could. And I have done that. It's just that it doesn't come out that vibrant, vibrant color. Got it. So you you lose a little bit of the vibrancy. Okay, so what I've done is um, two cans or three and a half cups of garbanzos, which you've uh, cooked in the Instant Pot. And then I have 17 to 20 ounces of the steamed beef. And then this is one of those kitchen gadgets that my mother gave me many years. It's a microplaner and she got it back when Martha Stewart was all the rage and I've had this for years I use it nearly every day it's one of the best things in my kitchen I love it 
I'm super lucky. I have a sister in Australia, and she is an amazing, adventurous cook. And she and I both love to use citrus zest in our recipes. And she calls lemon and lime a flavor elevator. I love that, a flavor elevator. Well, you know, if people are either trying to reduce or completely eliminate salt, using the zest of the lemon, the lime, and citrus or vinegar, those types of things really help with the missing for salt because your salt taste buds apparently sit next to your sour taste buds. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, pretty clever. Is your mom following your lead in adopting a plant-based diet? Yes, she is. In fact, okay, about the Instant Pot. When you started talking about the Instant Pot, I was like, oh my God. Some of my coworkers had them and raved about them, but I, I thought, oh no, that's like having a small semi-nuclear reactor in your house. And I didn't, I was too... I was too reluctant, and with your encouragement, I finally went out and got one. It probably sat in the box for six weeks, and finally, I got it out, figured out how to use it. It wasn't hard at all, and it does a great job. It really is. You know, I find microplanes a little bit more difficult to use than zesters. Do you have any tips on microplaning? I find, like, maybe I go too deep. I I don't know. I just look I just get it off until it's you you can't see that shiny part anymore. Yeah. And it's, mm -hmm. You want the peel, yeah. not the pith. Right. Exactly. Do do you ever teach cooking classes? Well, back in college when we had to do demonst uh, demonstration speech. I can't believe I did this, but I demonstrated how to make pita bread. So uh, I I think I'm a little nuts to have tried such a big ambitious thing, but I had some partially made and I had some all the way made and it worked out and I got a good grade in the class. I, I think I've demoed a couple times. Actually, my mom goes to the Seventh Adventist Church um, on Eastern and they have these beautiful uh, health nights and I've been there and kind of helped when she demos some recipes. So um, I have a little bit and believe me, I'm interested in like helping um, teach young people about it because I think if young people decide they want to be compassionate towards animals and, and be, conserving of the earth, then they naturally will embrace um, this this plant-based way of eating. So now I need to juice this lemon. So it takes, I'm making a double batch. So I put a the juice of the two lemons into, whew, let's see here. I hate getting the seeds in there. That is the one thing that is tough. Do you ever use one of those? Uh, they go, I, you know, it's like a hand juicer. You just kind of. Oh. 
No, but I do like my very nice lemon reamer. Yep, that's those work great too. That works like it can. Get a little bit of a workout too. The thing I like about this is, you know, you can make this, it's good for plant-based eaters, but non-plant-based eaters that are open to beets, they, they like this too. Hummus is excellent because you can use it on your, your salad. You can jazz up, like if you want a tosada, you can put it on there. Um, there's all kinds of opportunities. How long will it keep once you make it in the refrigerator? Um, I think I've had it up to a week, maybe a week and a half, but usually it's, it's gone because I'm just, I love it so much. And I, I make it and share it with my mom. Um, you know, so that's what happens. It, it gets consumed. All right. So to balance the flavors, I have one clove of garlic for the double batch, and I have a half of a teaspoon of cayenne to give it just a little bit of zing. There we go. And um, I realize some people do not uh, particularly like to use tahini, but I use this uh one tablespoon per batch, um, but I don't use any oil of any any kind. I don't really feel it's needed. Um, one time I made this recipe and I didn't have any tahini, and it didn't it didn't thicken quite as much. So that's just something to keep in mind if you want it to kind of gel a little bit. All right, and a little bit of, this is a beautiful organic white wine vinegar that I get at the Sacramento Natural Foods Co-op. And I even found some at the grocery outlet one time. And it works very well. So, order cup of that. And what, what is that called? Can I see the label? Oh, certainly. It is Madhava. Can you see it? Nice. Oh, so it's an organic white wine vinegar. Nice. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. I just want to go through and make sure I've gotten okay. Garbanzas, the beets, the lemon juice, and garlic, the vinegar, cayenne, and tahini. We are ready to blend. Woohoo. All right, Zoom, time to silence. If you guys make your hummus in a Vitamix, I generally use my food processor. I don't know why, but I guess you could use a Vitamix with the tamper. Just never thought about doing it that way. Sure is a pretty color. Look at that. Yeah, that is beautiful. It is. 
and it tastes as good as it looks. All right, let me show you a really quick thing with these. Um, you turned me on to the California balsamic vinegar, and believe it or not, one of my college roommates lives in Ukiah. Wow. And I'm telling you, and my other college roommate from Walla Walla came here to visit me, and we drove to Ukiah and went to the headquarters of uh, California Balsamic. It was so exciting. Um, and he's every bit as enthusiastic in person as he is on your show or at the like the harvest festival it was uh really fun to meet him oh my god and we really stocked up so what i'm gonna do remember i said ann nelson is the queen of kitchen gadgets well this is a wavy cutter you probably a kind of a wavy mandolin can you see that that's very cool. That's very. Do you, you do you use a glove when you use it? It drives me crazy when people don't. I always worry they're going to cut their tip off. I do not. Um. <laughs> don't you know how dangerous it is? I've cut the tip of my thumb off, so that's why I speak from experience. Okay. Well, I'm going to be super, super, um, uh, super careful. I'm just going to wavy cut these real quick, and then what I have my it's hard to choose a favorite, but I love the wild huckleberry on this. And Chef AJ, I, uh, I'm in a choir and we would have these potlucks and it's conventional leaders and, you know, a few vegans, a few plant-based. Everybody likes these. Um, and they're salt, oil, and sugar-free. They just have a look at vinegar on there. Hey, if it tastes good. Oh my God. So everybody always wants to know what every guest on Chef AJ Live eats during the day, like for a day, what I eat in a day. Oh, okay. Oh, yay. I love, I was anticipating that question. Um, I'm trying to adopt your uh, vegetables for breakfast habit. So I like to steam some broccoli um, and or even zucchini. I have a little community garden plot, so I, sometimes I have zucchini. And um, I, you know, just, oh, or both Brussels sprouts, um, and then sometimes I'll have it with some of my sauces. Okay, here we go. Look at these beets. Those are so, beautiful. And here is the pomegranate um, California balsamic. I'm just going to take um, some and pour that over. And that I'll just, I usually, if I'm going to go to a potluck, I'll, I'll make that the day ahead and let it kind of let the, the flavors absorb, but it's super, super easy and delicious. Now, I have another beet recipe for you, but it was um, Carol Wobloski. Uh, Robles Robluski? 
Yes. Oh, my God. So that's the thing. I think people need to know the great news about eating this way is you can actually eat oats and and potatoes and rice. And I was so thrilled. Oh, my God. I had been kind of doing keto for a while with, you know, eating a big vegetable-filled uh, frittata that I would make every day. And um, But... I, I, my cholesterol started climbing and then my, my, um, blood sugar was climbing my A1C. And, um, so they, they talk about all in the media about, oh, keto, 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 keto this, keto that. But what they don't tell you is the side effect of the cholesterol climbing up. And so anyway, when I saw you interview Carol and this beet muffin recipe, I call them red velvet chocolate muffins. So here we go. This is super, uh, super easy. I have my Cuisinart. I don't know. Can you see the Cuisinart? Right? Yeah, I right can there. see it. Yep. Okay. And I've got... I have everything measured out. So I was so blessed last night. My son came to visit me and he helped me. These are 10 dates. I have in here, in, in the Cuisinart, I've got freshly steamed dates cut up. And uh, then I put in the 10 dates. These are some very ripe bananas, the kind you don't like to eat. Well, I, li I like them in recipes, but I, if I'm just going to snack on it, I prefer it to be less ripe. Me either. I do not like to eat it with this. Up. But the recipes are perfect. Do you have a cookbook, Cherie? I do not. But some of my friends have been, you know, over the years, way before I ever started doing this, they're like, oh, you should write a cookbook. And, um, oh, man, I, it seems like an overwhelming, daunting uh, task. Um, so having just completed one, I concur. It can be very, it takes a long, it takes a lot longer than you would think. Well, and don't all those recipes have to be tested out by people? Pretty much, yeah. Yes, oh, my goodness. Okay, so it takes the beef. The dates, the bananas, and oh boy! Um, oh, I picked I picked up the bee hummus recipe. That will not work. That will not work. No. I have to have a lid on that thing. There we go. Ooh. That looks like a big one. Is that the 16 cup? That is... I think I think so. I got it at William Sonoma many many years ago because I had a foray into raw fooding, and um, they really recommended 
Chef AJ, I don't know why this thing is not. I have to dump everything out. It okay. never works. Believe me, I, I teach cooking all the time and it never works when the eyes are on you. That's always seems uh -huh. to be the case. If it's not on just right, you know, if the blade isn't pushed all the way down, for example. Right. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Well. Okay, we're going to go. I'm going to blend that up. Okay. So once you have your your bananas and dates, then you put in your uh, half a cup of cocoa powder, some vanilla, balsamic vinegar, baking powder, and oh, and here we're going to. So I sent you that in in um, the recipe I sent you, but it is Carol's recipe, um, and I just had to share it because I feel it really helps me stay on the SOS free program. Well, you know, it's interesting because you haven't even been vegan a whole year and nobody really, in, in, unless you have like something that you're healing from, expects people to immediately jump into SOS free. Really? Yeah. Most, oh. Yeah. I don't think most people do. I think most people that are vegan are not even oil free, I, you know? Well, as I, as I said, I believe I saw you um, talk to Rich Roll and I I started thinking, well, oh my goodness, how am I going to go without my daily vegetable frittata? Oh my, my. And so I started easing into it. But then on, on Halloween, it took, it took six weeks and I had a blood test and I literally had gone from over 200 in my cholesterol down to 157. And then my blood pressure had been in the one, 40s or 50s they hadn't started making me take pills but i work in a neuro intensive care unit and i could see people that had strokes and how it negatively impacted their lives and their quality of life so i knew it was important to have your blood pressure in under control and guess what now my blood pressure is in the teens and uh there is well, oh wait, in, in the teens what do you mean by in the teens because oh, like 100 okay 111 or something like that sorry okay. i didn't i didn't mean <laughs> you didn't mean you don't, literally didn't mean in the teens do you exercise sheree oh yes i do um 
Uh, it's funny. You have a spin bike. I have a big yellow cruiser bike. I just go up and down the street in Midtown. There's beautiful, a beautiful canopy of trees that comes over, and every home is different. And it's it's just before I even saw the saw you, I I felt that was part of my mental health regime, just getting out there and riding around. So um, I do that. I ballroom dance. I've just taken up uh, Argentine tango in the last few months, and it's very it's very wonderful. In fact, there's a vegan DJ that comes and to play music for our Argentine community, and we do a potluck. And so um, I had the opportunity to make beautiful plant-based, SOS-free food for. Um, our DJ and he really, really liked it. So I've been, I like that a lot to be able to share. Very cool. Do you have any friends that are vegan or other family members other than your mom? Um, I'm, I'm sure I do, but uh, you cut me by a little bit off. Uh, uh, I, a surprise. <laughs> um, it does mean that, you know, so many people do eat conventional. It's, I think when you're, when you're eating plant-based, you, um, you have to take something to the potluck. And the thing that I think overlooked is that if you make something vegan, everybody can partake of it. Because even if you're a carnivore, you're going to be able to eat plant-based food and um, I guess the word vegan seems like it has negative connotations for some people. And I'm, I'm saddened by that because I think there's so many good reasons to, to uh, embrace that. Yeah. So, so this is basically done. All it would have to be, I would then scoop it into um, these, you really promote the silicone um, baking things, and I have this tiny little pan that fits perfectly under this silicone muffin thing, and it works well. So I can get it in and out of the oven without it kind of bending and flipping around. So that's what that is. Now, the next thing I'd like to show you, how are we doing on time? We're pretty good. Pretty. Okay. So, oh, I have a strawberry vinaigrette that is really super easy. And so, you know how these berries come in a container like this? It's uh, uh, 16 ounces. Mm -hmm. Getting. Through the miracle of my son removing the stems, all we have to do is rinse it right now and put it into this beautiful little Vitamix. This is compliments of my mom loaning me that. And it only takes four total ingredients. That's pretty good. Yeah. So it takes... Uh, this 
that whole thing of berries and then uh, a quarter cup of red wine vinegar. And that's the same brand as that other, the Madhama. It's a nice one from the co-op. And here I have, whoops. Here I have some Dijon mustard. Two tablespoons of that. This will work well. And two tablespoons of um, maple syrup, which I know some people do not use that. A lot of times I will substitute um, date paste for the maple syrup, but in this case, I have used the maple syrup. And we go like this. Yeah, you can also get, have you ever had date syrup? Yeah. In fact, I wanted to share that I found this date syrup at, let's see, the grocery outlet on 17th and Capitol. And it's organic. I don't know if you've ever seen this one before. Let me, let me see the label up. Let's see the label up close. Well, you have to talk. Oh, Devash, is that, that's oh, Devash. Can you see that? Yeah. Yes, I've seen it at Sprouts, actually. Okay, well, I I happen to get that one at, um, at the grocery outlet, which uh, the other day, I couldn't believe it. I was walking down the aisle and I saw some of uh, Rip Esselton's broth there, and I really stocked up on that. So that was, here we go. The miracle of Zoom is going to have to dip. Uh, did you, Cherie, did you know that you could get uh, date syrup at Walmart now? Oh, really? Yeah, the the brand that I really love, the organic I love date lady. It's pretty cool. It's at Walmart? Yeah, you can get it at, at Walmart now, which I thought was kind oh, of cool. That's great to know. Um I I haven't been to Walmart a whole lot, but I have been a little bit, and you know what? They actually had some very good deals on some organic vegetables like uh broccoli and things that I actually, you know, would eat. So. All right, there we go. I'm going to try again. Okay, so there it is. It's beautiful. Um, strawberry vinaigrette. And um, I would consider maybe I should bring this sometime to the potluck because yeah. I think people would really, really enjoy it, you know? You know, you, you, red must be your favorite color because all your recipes have been red. You're wearing red. <laughs> That's very funny. Uh, when my mom turned 80, 
she uh we had the theme of her thing was Anne liked red and uh I think from that time I had red glasses at that time I wore a red dress and I was like oh red looks pretty good so I and and by um like behind me uh I know you're into art I know that looks very simplistic but um I was at the Crocker Art Museum for some kind of an event and there was a piece of art like like that. And I was like, I think I could do that. So I um I go, well there's no pattern to there's no pattern to the way the colors are arranged. So I got a thick I got a, a dice and I got six colors and I just had the dice represent each color and I and I made it, I created it that way. So um, I really, I feel like art does really in, enrich our lives a lot. Um, I love it. Do you know of any local art classes? I'd really like to get back in it up here. Uh, off the top of my he head, I can't tell you, but I, I do know I've been personally hoping that at some point I could learn uh, I get a little bit exposure to acrylic painting, get a little to oil, to watercolor, and then and then figure out what I really am good at. Um, but so far, I haven't found the time to do that. Um, I know you are interested in making jewelry, and I actually these are some uh, earrings I made. I don't know if you can see them. Um, nice. You, you you do the beaded ones. Uh, yeah, this is a vintage, can you see this? Let's see. Seems like I'm waving it in front. Oh, here we go. Yeah, I think you have to lower it, lower it just a bit. There we go. I don't know if you can see it. This is actually a vintage Swarovski crystal. So, um, I may be, this is something I would probably wear ballroom dancing. Speaking of exercise, besides ballroom, I real I found a place I can do um, ping pong. I love, love, love that. Oh, it's so much fun. I can see why people, I, I haven't gotten a chance to take up pickleball, but I can see why people would like that because, you know, not as intense as tennis, but still, you know, you're moving around. Where do you ballroom dance? Oh, uh, several places. The ballroom is Sacramento, which is off of Micron Drive, and it's an amazing place. They have lessons on Saturday night at 7 before their dance starts, and then there's a, a beautiful spotlight uh, dance and fitness in West Sacramento, and they have lessons and in general dancing. It is amazingly fun because you get to dress in fun outfits and you're having, you're moving and you're having fun, but you don't even, it doesn't feel like work. So I think it's ideal. Well, if you love it, it never feels like work. Yeah, definitely. Now I have this, I have this beautiful, I'm going to pour this out and I'm going to make a blueberry sauce that I, I read from, I got it from Timory Hagenberger's book, The Foodie Bar Way. 
Are you familiar with that one? Yes, she's been on the show quite a few times. She'll be back, I believe, in uh, next month. Yes. Well, oh, I can't tell you how disappointed I was when I learned I couldn't go to uh, Sumnus River College and go into one of her classes because she's moved away. I know. Uh, I moved up here. That, she, she moved away. That was a big disappointment. But anyway, so for the um, blueberry sauce, see, This is a uh, organic blueberries. I get. At, I got these at Trader Joe's. You can get these also at Costco. And I'm rinsing them off. Do you do any kind of batch cooking? Oh yeah. Um. I want to tell you, I um, I saw you interview uh, Jane and Ann Esselton about their book, um, Be a Plant-Based Woman Warrior. Yeah, that was fun. This is incredible. I'm so happy I got the, um, the wire edge. And... So there's a there's a thing in here that I eat a lot. Uh, I, it's called the, the New Senate Soup. And this is a picture of it. And this is incredible. Um, it's, uh, I think, a little bit bland. But I, uh, instead of making it with navy beans, I make it with um, black-eyed peas. And it calls for greens in there, and I'll take the beet greens and put that in there, and it gives it some, like, color and gives it – it's really, really – oh, my God. I added mushrooms to it. And to make it spicy enough to, so that my mother likes it, guess what? I added your Southwest dressing huh. from your unprocessed book. And you just put, like, a little swirl of that in the top of this new Senate soup. It is magic. So um, I can't remember what your question was, but the answer was the Senate soup. I don't oh, remember. did I? And batch cooking. That's a batch. Oh, yeah. Do you, do you ever do batch cooking? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So, all right. Now I'm trying to make this. Oh, boy. I have all these little trays that I prepared, and I want to make you this blueberry sauce. And okay, here we go. It's uh, it. You take some lemon zest. I already did this lemon zest. Put that in there. Um, a little bit of vanilla, half a teaspoon. And then, oh my God, when I was at the conference in January, I got some of this Saigon cinnamon, and yeah. I'm going to put a half a teaspoon of that in there. I can just find my teaspoon here. There we go. Yep, we're going to have another conference in about a week, and he'll be there selling those spices if anybody wants oh. to come to the Sacramento oh. area. I'm so happy because of the salacious. I'm out of salacious. And um, when you say, what do I eat every day? I would like to take, I took onions and mushrooms, and that salacious, and made it like a saute, and then I'd throw the greens on top. 
you know those power greens you get at Costco? Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness, that was so good. So let me make sure I got I got the lemon zest, the center. Oh, it takes some date paste. That is the secret ingredient. Well, she puts dates in it. Um, oh, and she uses cashews, but I changed it to chia seeds. So I'm going to put some chia seeds in there. And um, now I need just a little bit. Here's our date paste out of the... There. There we go. I think I needed my son to uh, help me as I got one thing done and passed it off. I'm getting a little... Here we go. I'm going to try this. So I don't know if you can see this, the blueberry, the blueberry sauce. Yeah, that's beautiful. And you can use this on, you know, you have your um, ultimate weight loss cookbook, those, those muffins, the just bananas. Mm -hmm. You take some of this and put it on that just banana muffin. Oh, it's a, such a treat. I I just I I just want people to know you don't have to feel deprived. You can still have amazing, beautiful, tasty food. So, all right. Now, remember uh, Ann Esselstyn's uh, three to one dressing. Yep. Okay, I have a version of that. And, ooh. So, I like to use these, these jars, these clear jars. I used to buy the fermented vegetables, which I guess they have salt, so I stopped buying them. But the, these jars are really perfect. So, I started in here. With the zest and the juice of one orange, there like this, and then so um oh we have to do one part of so this is the organic bar uh, balsamic from Costco, and I'm taking one cup of that. So there's basically three third cups in there. That's where the three comes in. Um, and funnily enough, my mom calls it one, two, three dressing. The same thing. <laughs> same difference. I'm trying a new, I'm, I've got a new recipe in development. I'm trying to make kind of an Alfredo sauce. But when the first batch, my mom said, well, it's kind of bland. So, um, I was like, okay. So the next batch, I took onion and sauteed it with beret bay. 
Are you familiar with that spice blend? What's it, uh, what's it called? Ethiopian Berebe. Oh, 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 I didn't know that's how it was pronounced. I thought it was Berber, B-E-R-B-E-R-E. You know what? It, it might be. I'm sure it's depending on who's, who's talking. Anyway, um, I... This is this is a this is a jar right here. It's called Ethiopian Beret Bay, and it has a selection of red chili, cumin, cloves, fenugreek, ginger, nutmeg, cardamom, black pepper, and I know you can't have pepper, garlic, and it has salt in there. So I was stunned to see that. Anyway, but that beret bay is really magic. So I'm hoping that Nick from the All Spicery will maybe make something like that. Well, we can ask him. Yeah. So the the two part, I did the balsamic. Now this is two thirds of a cup of Dijon. There we go. Which, do you have a favorite Dijon mustard? Well, I I know that it does have some sodium in it, but I, uh, I do like this brand. It is, ooh, let's see. Can you see that? Yeah, I don't see the company, though. Oh, it's um, Natural Value Organic Dijon-style mustard, and I get this at the Sacramento Natural Food Co-op. Which, have you been there? It's a great store. You know, I need to contact them because I'd like to get back into teaching classes. I taught there many years ago. Oh, well, I I recommend it because you can get organic spices in whatever amounts you need. Like, if you're trying to experiment with something, you maybe don't want to buy a $7 bottle of something. And you can get a little, try it, and then you can you can buy more if you need it. It's uh, I think it's ideal. Do you enjoy the restaurants up here? Um, I, I don't mean to sound like an elitist or anything, but even before I was plant based, if I went to a place and it wasn't better than what I could cook at home, I, I just it would be aggravating. So uh, I I don't go out very often, but I did go to the Pho Fresh uh, and really enjoyed that. Um, there's a place right here on 25th and J called Veg that's very excellent. Um, I haven't been to that one. Yeah. Okay, that is good. So. See, it's in this jar, which is a nice container, and then I take an immersion blender and just blend that right up. And so, go. Here we go. This dressing is good on so many things.
That's very yeah. cool. One of my coworkers from the ICU gave me this. It's very, it's a very good kitchen gadget. All right. How, now, health, this, how, yeah. health, how healthfully do they eat at the hospital? Uh, Chef AJ, it's appalling. Um, when, okay. When I started working at Mercy San Juan Hospital in 1992, I went down to the cafeteria and I saw donuts there. And I was just like, this is a hospital. How can they have donuts? Um, and I'm sure you know, if you when you were a respiratory therapist, it's absolutely unbelievable. Um, so now I work at a different hospital and different Mercy Hospital, and I I do think they try to have some healthier foods, but it's kind of the chicken or the egg. If you are offering, people think they want fried stuff, and that's what they offer, and it's quick and it's predictable, and that's what they do. It's really really sad. Um, so. There's very little that I could, if I have to go to the hospital and I haven't had time to prepare my lunch, there's very little there that I could actually eat. Um, oh, listen, are we at, right at, do we need to end this so you can post pretty, it? Pretty, pretty soon, if you, if you can. And we'd like to know uh, where we can follow you, if you have any social media presence, if people want to connect with you. So I have... Um, on Facebook, I'm just under my regular name, Cherie Nelson. And then my Instagram is Seth Cherie Moore. And the reality is I, I need to learn more about how to uh, operate on those, uh, in those venues. But I'm, you know what? I learned enough to get the recipes to you and be on here. So I feel like I've actually made a lot of progress. You did a great job, really. Maybe I think maybe your friends are right. Maybe you should write a book. Oh, you're so kind. Well, thank you. And thanks for being vegan. And thanks for coming to our potlucks. We appreciate you bringing such beautiful food every time. Well, I'm going to keep learning. And absolutely. And I want to thank you for just keeping the spreading the word. It just it ha if it's not repeated, then it's easy to maybe just forget about the enthusiasm, but you keep it going. So I appreciate that. Thank you so much, Cherie. You're welcome. And thanks all of you for watching another episode of Chef AJ Live. Please come back tomorrow for another great guest. Take care, everyone.